Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Well, we are stoked to share with you the experience we had of our trip to Europe. And if you're watching the video portion of this, either Melissa and I are wearing the exact same clothes twice in a row, or we shot two episodes in the same day. The latter would be true. <laughs> we still got to get these up on YouTube. Every week we're like, okay, we're going to get these up on YouTube. And every time we don't get them up on YouTube. Yeah, because we're, they, I, those of you listening, we're videoing this. We have a really beautiful studio that you'll just have to imagine in your mind. And so Europe, we had the opportunity to go spend five weeks in Europe and it was a really beautiful experience. And there's some lessons that we learned that we wanted to share with you. Uh, one of the things that Melissa and I have realized about family brand is part of the reason family brand exists is to inspire families to live bigger life of adventure and possibility. And the cool thing is your definition of adventure and possibility will probably be different than ours and every other family. But that's what's, that's what's awesome about it. It's like whatever, however you define adventure and possibility, we just want to help you and inspire you and have the courage to go live that bigger life of adventure and possibility and to live with more intention. And so for us, one of the things that we say is Mr. Adventurous, that's one of our family values. And it feels like we keep leaning into that a little bit more and in different ways. And if you listen to our last episode about freedom, this idea of declaring things and the power of language, it just seems like the more we speak it, the more we become it. And it just gives us more courage to go live it. And then no particular order. Some of what I just want to share right off the bat, and then Melissa obviously share wherever you want to take it. It's been interesting to me, the number of people that when I've told them about Europe or when they knew that we were going to go to Europe, the amount of comments that were like, oh, we've always wanted to do something like that, but probably never will. Or, oh, it must be nice to do something like that. Almost like, yeah, because it, it won't ever happen for us. And I would say we also experienced a lot of that kind of feedback when we told people we were moving to Hawaii or when they found out we had lived in Hawaii. And I just wish I could help people. And, I, and sometimes I do, if it's a longer conversation or if there's an opening, to help them see like, no, you can. And as long as you keep saying, oh, we've always wanted to do something like that, but we never will. That's what's possible. Or, oh, it must be nice because wouldn't happen for us. And it's like, you no, know, it's not like it, it will just happen for you. And it's not like, oh, we've, we want to. It's like, no, we're committed to. And it doesn't mean that even at the time you say we're committed to that you might not have it all figured out. You might not have the resources. And there are some people who hear about it and also will say like, oh, that's amazing. We're doing something like that. Or you've inspired us. Like we're going to, it doesn't mean you have to go spend five weeks in Europe. It can be whatever it is. I guess I just, again, I want to help people see that there's more that's possible and it starts with your language and it starts by believing it and putting it out there as a possibility. So we've been back from Europe for maybe three weeks now. <clears throat> and like Chris said, we were gone for five weeks and I felt like 
it's taken a little bit of time to settle back into our rhythms at home for a minute there. Our kids are waking up because time difference from where we live is so different. It's about eight hours or eight or nine, depending on where we were at in Europe. So the kids were waking up at 3.30 in the, in the morning, going to bed like at odd times when we got home. So we, we finally settled back into it and have had some time to reflect on just the whole experience of Europe. And it was such a beautiful experience my first time to Europe ever. I've been to Europe, but, but briefly. And I will say it wasn't for us like a, oh, okay, we did Europe, check. Melissa and I are already planning on, okay, what's the soonest you and I can get back because we want to do the south of France. And like for us, I think this has opened up again, a new possibility of international travel and just what's out there. Yeah, I think it was always a thing uh, that it's so far away and the flight would be so long. And granted, when our kids were younger, that was a huge consideration. You know what I mean? Putting three toddlers on a plane is much different than putting, you know, kids that are six and older on a plane like we are now. But I think having gone, I realized, oh, that was actually doable. I think that actually holds a lot of families back that that aren't operating from the place of like, oh, it must be nice or we can never. They're like, no, I think we could, but it, maybe it's like, but I just don't know about our kids handling the flight or I just don't, but it's like, no, your kids will make it. It might be hard, you know, but like you totally can do it no matter what the obstacles are, no matter how much juggling of like flights and, you know, you'll figure it out. You'll be able to do it. Totally. So one huge takeaway that I had from Europe was I loved seeing how all the different people lived their lives. It was so different. As a recap, we went to London, Switzerland, Italy. We had stops in Florence and Rome. And then we went to Croatia and had several stops along the coast of Croatia. And then we ended up a couple of days in Prague. So we got a really good sampling of a lot of different ways of living, a lot of different countries and lifestyles. And I just loved seeing all the different variations and how people thrive in all these different environments. Like Italy looked so different than. Prague and Prague looks so different than Croatia and they, that looks so different than Switzerland. But yet people have created beautiful lives in each place. And in many cases, the people that we saw, I was just reminded that they led such beautiful lives, but they weren't, they didn't have to be, you know, big and flashy and or anything. They were just like beautiful and simple lives and that life can be beautiful and it can be simple and it doesn't have to be you know we're talking about going to Europe but life can be beautiful without even like doing all of those things yeah and I think the thing so we actually so we did New York City for a few days and then then in London and London we were in Covent Garden which I guess is the heart kind of in center of London so couldn't we couldn't have been in a busier especially New York City then to that and that was a cool experience because I don't think our kids had ever stayed in a truly like walkable city. Like we get everything you needed from a grocery store to entertainment, to the gym, to restaurants. It was all walkable. And that's what we did. We rode the tube a little bit and walked. And it was just cool for our kids to have that experience of just the energy. And it was just so fun, like going in the morning and working out at the gym that was just down the road from Airbnb. And then on the way home, stopping by these amazing little bakeries and picking up breakfast for the family and just all within two blocks, maybe. Yeah, sometimes a block, like yeah. doing everything uh, and just, you know, the history. And then from, so we had New York City right into London, very busy. And then our next stop was 
Wengen, Switzerland, which is a carless village. So you drive to this little village called Lauterbrunnen, you park, you walk to the train station, and then the train takes you up to this village where literally there's no cars allowed except for like a taxi or if you have to have a car for your business. You have to have special permission to have a car. Yeah. And literally like Wengen was just magical and just so quaint and beautiful. And our Airbnb literally backed up to the Alps, like, and from our back deck, it, you just wanted to reach out and see if you could touch it because it looked like a painting. And there was like waterfalls and there was green hills and the cows wore bells. <laughs> oh, I was just, I don't know. I was like, this is actually a fairy tale. That was beautiful. But yeah, people in Vingen, you know, weren't, you know, as it, it wasn't as hustly bustly as London. And it was kind of like people were like, well, why would I, why would I try and they're hard workers. And it wasn't like, oh yeah, we live to just work. We live to like, see how much we can get done. It's like, no, we live to kind of ski. <laughs> and in the off season, we, we work and enjoy the scenery and, but there's like a strong sense of community and they're always getting together and eating cheese and like making cheese. And, you know, that's not the only thing they eat, but that was a huge focus of theirs. And then we did a lot of hikes in Switzerland. We didn't do one hike in London. I mean, we hiked, but just around the city and it was just cool to see like this very simple, but beautiful life where they didn't even have cars. And that was just like, I don't know, super inspiring in so many ways. And just kind of this reset, especially coming out of the energy of New York City and London and just, I think us, our energy of around, we're entrepreneurs and can really get like going a lot. Anything else you'd say about Switzerland? We did a fondue making class, which was just an absolute blast and learned all about the history of like cheese and just how much they love cows and how important that is to their economy and I could have spent more time in Switzerland. That was a leg of the trip that Chris kind of planned. And I don't remember how you decided on Switzerland, but I remember being like, well, Switzerland. But once we got there, I was just blown away by how beautiful it truly was. And we realized that we are, I like the city. I like seeing things in the city, but I'm going to go for an extended period of time. I realized, I think we're more country people. Yeah. But like, yeah, we were like, oh, we could like retire to Wengen or at least spend some of the time there. It's just so so peaceful and it was almost like time i don't know it's kind of weird hard to explain but time just didn't exist in some ways and so that was a really big yeah just appreciating beauty and stopping to like look around and see like wow like this is we live in a really beautiful world and not just vengen but it just had me think that about just life and people in general and then from vengen we went to florence italy and we stayed with a really beautiful couple, Haley and Araji, in their uh, in their villa. But what was awesome about the Florence experience was we stayed a little bit outside of Florence in like the countryside on this beautiful property, but yet we were 20 minutes from the city of Florence, which is just so much history and culture. And the food is just, I mean, I know it sounds cliche about Italy, but it really was mind-blowing. Some of the best food we actually ate was with Haley and Araji because Araji is a former... Well, he's a chef. He doesn't do it professionally anymore. Does it for their retreats. Uh, and Araji, just a funny side note, Araji, English is not his first language. He would say he doesn't speak English, but he's he does very well, I would say. But his wife, Haley, said she loves teaching him English slang. Because, well, he loves English slang. He loves English slang because he just, it sounds a little bit different and it sounds, it's 
funny because the intonation is like different because English is not his first language. Anyway, so there's this one thing we took from him that we are bringing back with us. We might do an entire podcast episode around it. <laughs> but I loved how Haley and Araji both, they approached life with this possibility of what could be. Every morning when I woke up, Haley would tell me about the new ideas she had for the property and things. They recently moved there, but the dreams that they had. And then every time she would approach Araji with an idea, his first response would always be, why not? But you say it because you'll say it better. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but like literally, every, like doesn't matter what, like how crazy the idea is or what it is. Like, sure. Why not? Why not? And so that's what we just started saying. Like, why not? Like, should we go for gelato again? Why not? Which, by the way, that became a funny thing. I think every day we were in Europe, we had gelato sometimes twice a day. We started referring to it as our daily dose of vitamin, vitamin G. G. <laughs> so, and then Haley's was, uh, anytime something was going on, she goes, you know what? I think we're just going to go ahead and press the easy button here. And she would come up with this solution. <laughs> so why not an easy button have definitely made it into our, uh, our vocabulary and our lives. Okay. One more second on this concept of why not. But I really do think it is a beautiful concept because I feel like we always find reasons why we can't do things and why they won't work. And there are even things we want to do. Yes. But you can always find a reason why it won't work. But I love that initial reaction instead of being of all the reasons why you can't. Why can't it just be? Why not? Yeah, or our initial reaction is like, I don't know. And what if this? And what if? Versus why not? And then you can still talk about all the things that need to be addressed. Yes. Anyway, so that's just a little nugget from Haley and Araji in Florence. I will say something that was really cool in Florence is one day... We're, you know, it was one of our first days in Florence and just it's such, again, a walkable city. You can just walk all over the city of Florence and just see beautiful architecture and things are so old. They just blow your mind, especially for us from being from America and the food and the shops. So I went to this really awesome uh, little market and then we're walking around and we were trying to find the Duomo. And, you know, you're walking around and then all of a sudden you turn this corner and it's just like the most beautiful, magnificent, like crazy building you've ever seen in the architecture uh next to the duomo is this this other building with gold doors and it was such a cool experience because you know our kids have homeschooled off and on and melissa's led most of that and i think one of our boys was like hey those gold doors like we learned about those in homeschool and it's just like this cool moment where and then that happened actually quite a, even backing up to london that was really cool for our kids to like see things in person that they've learned about in homeschool or in life or books they've read. And Melissa's really encouraged our kids and fostered a love of reading and then to be able to see it. Like that's, to me, that's what has history go to another level for kids. If they have that opportunity to learn about something and then go experience it wherever it's at, even locally. But I also say that was a really cool part of, uh, of Florence. That was cool. And the Duomo, it's this big like cathedral or church that was built around the time of the Renaissance that it's kind of this big landmark there in the city. I didn't know what it was. I also think, and people have asked us to do a podcast episode on just how we approach vacations. Maybe we'll do one of those because we just share with people kind of like how we approach a vacation, our intention, our thoughts behind it. And it helped a lot of people said, wow, like that we would get way more out of it if we approached it that way. And I would say that one of the things that we realized too because there is so much history in Europe, we kind of realized our kids' threshold pretty quickly was about, 
an hour to two hours max of kind of a tour or a castle or a historical, you know. And at first, I think Melissa and I were like, no, you should like this longer than an hour. This is important. But then it was like, well, no, they appreciate it. Like the Coliseum. I thought our kids would want to spend a lot longer there. And they thought it was amazing. And then after about an hour, they're like, okay, we've seen the Coliseum. We've read some of the history and like, we're good. So it also taught us kind of the cadence of slowing down, not trying to get every single thing in one day. Anything else about Italy? The food. We already mentioned the food, but the food was good. Haley and Araji kind of described to us that a lot of the food in Italy is locally grown. So it's, it was all very fresh. There was, like in Rome, there was farmer's markets where you could go buy any food that you wanted. And that was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I also think another thing that really helps us is we just kind of explore the area like we live there. Like we go to local parks and we go to the farmer's market and grab some fruit and go have a little picnic and just, yeah. So another thing, another big takeaway that we were talking about before we started recording is that this trip felt very overwhelming. And many people have actually asked me, how did you plan this trip? Did someone do it for you? Or how did you figure it out? And to Chris's credit, he planned a lot of it because I was getting overwhelmed by the thought of all these different destinations. And it's not just getting from point A to point B, but it's also the consideration. How do we travel when we're in that city? How do we get How do we get there? Where are we staying? And there's a lot of us. So it's not like you can just get one Uber. Oftentimes we had to get two Ubers and it was, are we all both going to get there at the same time? And I think I shared this on a prior episode where we took the bus once in Rome and we got separated because the bus driver let Chris off and he didn't let the rest of the family off. So there was just a lot of moving pieces to the whole thing that really did overwhelm me. But Chris, again, he did such a good job. He sat down one night before we left. We kind of decided where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do. And he just started booking it. So like a big takeaway from that for me, it was like, okay, if you're feeling overwhelmed by by the thing, whether it's Europe or whatever it is, if there's a big thing in front of you, just take move take action, like in one one little way. Like what's the first movement you can take? So for example, for us that looked like, okay, we know we want to get to Europe. So let's just focus on how do we get to Europe? That's one plane ticket and one accommodation. Which actually turned into two because we ended up stopping over in New York City. But you get what I'm saying? It was just one, like breaking it down into bite-sized pieces and then going from there. And it was complex because there were so many different options. There's train. Do we want to take the train? Do we want to take a plane? Do we want to take a rent a car? Do we want to, I don't know, so many options. And I think that was part of the overwhelm too. Yeah, and that was a big lesson for me. I mean, we didn't have our return flights booked until maybe a few days before we came home. But it's like, you'll figure it out. It's like, so again, that that would never be a reason to not go. Meaning oh, I have to have everything figured out in every detail and every stop. And, and I know some people are, it's harder for them because that's just the way their mind works. They're, yeah. Some people I'm sure are listening to us and are like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> I can't but it's like, no, you that. just, all you got to do is get the first ticket and have the first Airbnb. And then from there you get the next ticket and get the next Airbnb. And there will always be tickets and there will always be Airbnbs. And what's cool, and those of you who've been to Europe know this, once you're in Europe, man, talk about hitting the easy button. <laughs> Why not? It's like, there's so many flights. They're really affordable. Trains are really affordable. 
it's super easy to get around. I mean, we never got on a flight longer than an hour. So it's like, again, if you want to get to Europe, just get there. And then it's just the first step, you know, leads to the next step. And, but I think a lot of times that's what holds us back from even taking the first step. It's like, I have to have it all figured out and I have to know how I'm going to do it. And yeah, just the overwhelm of the huge project in front of you. And the how doesn't matter. Anything, life, business, what matters is the commitment and taking the first step. And then you start figuring out how. But if you wait to figure out how it's all going to happen, you might not ever, you might not ever get going. Okay. One of the big takeaways that I wanted to share from Italy. So Tate is the foodie of our family, our oldest son. Loves food, loves to cook, loves to bake. Quite good at it. Shares that love of that with Melissa. And she's fostered that in him a lot. Well, a couple of years ago, we were in Austin and Tate had heard about Franklin barbecue. And he was like, we're in Austin guys. We have to go to Franklin barbecue. We're like, okay. I think that was just last fall break actually. Was it? But Tate was the one who was committed enough to be like, no, we're going to make it happen. He's like, so mom, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to get you up, drive me down there at like six in the morning. I'll wait in line all day. Cause that's kind of what you have to do. Cause they sell out. And so to Tate's credit and Melissa, they wake up, they would go buy some camping chairs at Walmart and they sit out and wait so that we could just, the rest of us could just come hop right in line when it was time. Well, while waiting, it's kind of a, what do you call that? Meta? Like he was waiting for an epic, iconic food experience while watching an epic food experience called Chef's Table, this series on Netflix. That, and he was watching the pizza, uh, yeah, I, uh, not episode, but series. Yeah, series. The Chef's Table pizza. And the first one he watched was about this really famous pizzeria called Pepe and Grani in this tiny little town called Caizo, about two and a half hours outside of Rome. And he was just like, I have to go here someday. And it was on his bucket list for sure. So we get to Rome and Melissa and I at this point have decided like, it's just, it's not easy to get to. We'd have to rent a car just to get there and return the car the next day. And like, and so we're kind of coming up with all these reasons why not to. And then again, it's like, well, why not? Like Smiths are adventurous. And our family theme for the year, which you've probably heard us talk about a lot is fill your life with lots of experiences, not lots of things, have incredible stories to tell, not incredible clutter in your closets. And so then we were like, well, no, like, yeah, we're a yes, we're in. And it was probably like when we went back to it, that was probably the thing Tate was most excited about leading up to this trip was the possibility of going here because we did plan some things in advance, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we knew he wanted to go here, so we had reached out to the restaurant about reservations prior to. So. Yeah, it's definitely a place you have to make reservations. And so then I start scrambling. I find this rental car. It's like, again... My by a lot of standards, it's not like a great deal to just rent it for a day. But I'm like, okay, we're committed. But the rental cars at the Rome airport were 40 minutes away. So I find a nine-passenger van to come taxi us to the rental car. We pick up the rental car. We drive all the way to... Which, and I'm going to say, we realize, though, we forgot our passports, which you wouldn't think you need your passport to go to the rental car place. However, you actually do need your passport to go to the rental car place. Remember how stressful that was? Yeah. Because they weren't going to let us rent the van after taking that. Yeah. But I was just like, no, like I just kept putting in the possibility, like we're going to create this. So they do end up letting us rent the car. We drive two and a half hours to Pepe and Grani, this little town, eat dinner, basically drive two and a half hours home. So, and all of our kids said, absolutely worth it and it's a story we will never forget like the food was amazing and just for tate to be there and be like i'm sitting in pepe and grani like we're living life like we're living our dream and then all of a sudden franco pepe the guy the owner comes out 
and he doesn't he only speaks Italian. And so I'm trying to help translate with our waiter who does speak English and telling him how meaningful it is to Tate. And all of a sudden Franco grabs Tate and like, come here, takes him back into the kitchen and takes a selfie with him and like pats him on the cheeks and was just like, <laughs> you know, like it's just like out of them. Yeah. So now Tate has a selfie with Franco Pepe in his kitchen in Kaizo, Italy. And it ended up being a really profound experience for me. Like on our drive there, I don't think Melissa and any of the kids could tell. Maybe I've never told them this, but I was wearing sunglasses and I just was like, I don't know. As we were driving, I just started thinking about, man, 14 years ago when Melissa and I were separated and, and working out a divorce, I could have never imagined the life we would have now. Like it wasn't even a possibility. And then I'm sitting here thinking like, man, we're doing it. Like we're living life. We're driving to Caizo, like Italy, wherever that is to go to this restaurant. And I was just, I don't know, I was just overcome with emotions and I got really emotional and just was thinking about like, I'm so grateful to be in a family. I'm so grateful to have a family. I'm grateful for the love of God and like what's possible. And I thought about my family members who have passed away and knowing that like, I'll see them again. And I don't know, it was just this really powerful experience. And yeah, it's like, is it worth it to rent a car and drive five hours in one day just for pizza? And it's like, yeah, it was like, and then what was cool is the next day in Rome, there was another chef's table place called Bonsi, Bonsi Pizza, which is a totally different, it's a Roman style pizza. And we got to go there. And then from Rome, we went to Croatia, which again, this idea of saying yes to something, that's the whole reason we went to Europe in the first place. So I'm in a mastermind with some really cool entrepreneurs. And one of the guys I'm in the mastermind with named Lawrence, who's awesome, just kind of realized, hey, we all have kids the same age. And basically floats this idea out one day, like, hey, I know I've become friends with a guy who basically charters super yachts in the summers in Croatia and takes people on cruises. He's like, if we could pull it off, would you do it? And I'm like, super yacht? Lawrence, how are we going to ever pull this off? And to Lawrence's credit, he comes back a couple weeks later and he goes, hey, I, I did it. Are you guys in? And before I even really talked to Melissa, I already knew the seven, the six other families. And I was like, yeah, we're in. So it just said yes to something that got us committed. And then from there, that's how we're like, well, if we're going to go to Europe for a week, we might as well go for five weeks and just kept like. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so we get on this boat. I know almost all of the entrepreneurs, don't know hardly any of their spouses. What was kind of cool, we didn't know most of their kids. Half of the families had already been through our family brand program. That was a really cool like realization we got on. That was cool. But I was just so, it was so amazing to be around these entrepreneurial families who were just, I don't know, they're just living life and they're like thinking about what's possible and making a difference in humanity and the world, their businesses. And they were so generous. Like everyone was pouring into each other and their kids and their families and and Croatia would never have been, not only my bucket list, Croatia would never even been on my radar. I would have never thought probably on my own. And now it's like, I would totally go back to Croatia. The people were beautiful. The food was beautiful. The towns were just so like charming and just simple. And yeah, I loved Croatia and I loved the experience of being on the boat. And Yeah. And it was really cool to talk to these families. One of the families in regards to the family going through our family brand program, one of them was in our beta group. We call it our beta group. It was right when quarantine was starting and we decided to do throw like a beta group together. <laughs> so it was basically people that we know personally that we felt like would be a good fit with for this idea and with each other. But it was really cool to hear them talk about 
over three years later now, how much they still love what they've come up with as far as their family brand and what they stand for and how it's still shaping who they are and to see their kids even living it. It was really cool. Yeah. So I guess a lesson just from that one alone is just, man, do life with families that inspire you. You can, you know, if you come across some families that inspire you or your friends and you hang out anyways, but figure out ways to go do life together. It's just, yeah, I want to, I definitely want to do more of that. And then we were having a really hard time figuring out how to get home. By the way, we started off in Split, Croatia, which is probably my favorite town of all of them. And we ended in Dubrovnik, where Game of Thrones was shot. And so just cool places. Yeah, with a lot of history, a lot of stone buildings. And it was much different than Italy. That was crazy to me, too, how each place had such unique architecture and flair and feel to it. Well, one of the cool things about being on the boat was they would organize these dinners at nights that were like pretty cool experiences. And a couple of them were like UNESCO protected like villages. And one was like an abandoned village where we got to go up and have dinner and just eat Croatian style food, which is mostly these really amazing potatoes. I don't know how they cook them. Lamb, chicken, and uh, beef. And we were having a hard time figuring out how to get from Dubrovnik to Phoenix. The flight options just weren't great. Super long layovers, really expensive. Three or four layovers in most cases. And so we just started thinking, well, let's just create our own connecting flights. And where do we want to, where's the place we've always wanted to go? And we've always wanted to go to Prague because everyone that's been there that tells us it's one of the most beautiful cities they've ever been to. We were only there two nights. I could definitely go back to Prague. And I think Melissa and I would agree it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. Just the architecture and just, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's incredible. It was beautiful. And our flights were about half the price that they were from Dubrovnik and with only one layover that was very short in New York. So it worked out. Yeah, so for what it's worth, we're no travel experts, but hack is this a hack? Chris? Yeah, if you're ever finding the connecting, like maybe looking at choosing your own connections and find a place that you actually want to, and the other place that had us laying over weren't places we would want to really hang out, anyways. We loved Europe. We will go back to Europe, and whether it's Europe, whether it's your hometown, your home state, or your own country, it's just you really can, you can do it. And again, say yes to it. And give it a chance before you just immediately go, no, nah, like, must be nice, or we could never do something like that. Why not? Why not go? Why not say yes? Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they wanna be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we wanna share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.